Welcome to the Fabulous Over 50 podcast. Today, my guest is going to help you see that whatever you have in the past is in the past, and that it's time to move forward, and that it's really okay to leave the things that happened before in the past. And for some of us, that is harder than others. And if you're thinking, yeah, whatever, what I've done, I can't leave in the past. Or, you know, every once in a while, you just think of things and you're like, oh, you know, and it's hard to let go. This is the episode. Or if you just feel like something's a little off and you can't figure out what it is, check this out. Donna's story is an incredible story. She is very transparent in sharing what's happened to her and how she's overcome, and it is amazing. So without further ado, here she is. Anna, thank you so much for joining me today. Hello, Jen. We have been looking forward to this. I, yeah, it's been a while, and I am <laughs> yeah. so excited. There is something. So we met at a place called Podmatch, and the first thing that you have in there is talking about turning your baggage into luggage. And I know if people are 50, we have got some kind of baggage. I mean, maybe there's a point something percent that don't have anything they're carrying with them. But I know personally, definitely, um, I've been working on letting things go. So can you talk about that a little bit just right out of the gate? Because um, I think that's so exciting. Uh, yes. To turn our baggage into luggage, I have some specific steps that I recommend, um, but I will say before I start talking about the steps, um, we all want a McDonald's solution, a drive-through solution. <laughs> and you, you, we also know by the time we're 50 that that's not the case. So we also know that, but learning how to transform the things that have happened to us to create a life that we really love is one of my passions. It is a reason why I began Vibrant Living International is to help us do that. Um, a little bit just about my story, if I may, so people can get a frame of reference of um, currently I am living in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and I have been married at the time of this recording a little over 38 years um, and three married children and seven grandkids. And um, we live out in the country. We have a pond. We have dogs running around. You know, it's like it's so that's that's me. Um, but I didn't start there uh, at the age of 14. I had a traumatic event occurred. I became pregnant and it wasn't consensual. And, and so for any of us who have had any kind of sexual abuse or trauma, um, it's funny how we can talk about it and just kind of gloss over it <laughs> and all those things. But the insecurities um, for whatever happens to us, Generally speaking, we women deal with insecurity, lack of confidence, not speaking our mind, people pleasing, making everybody else happy, all of those kind of things. So the first step for turning our baggage into luggage is to begin to look for the gift in the adversity. 
And what it's not that you haven't necessarily heard this before, but I want us to do it intentionally to look at the different areas. I have four four things that I'll be sharing Um, to look at it intentionally and say, what can I learn? Baggage thinking is it's wrong. It's not fair. Someone needs to pay anger, resentment. All of those things are baggage thinking in my mind. Luggage thinking is I am going to use this to grow and become the best me I can be beginning to look for what we can grow. I heard a story that illustrates this because these gifts are wrapped in sandpaper. (laughs) They're not in pretty bows. They rub us the wrong way and things like that. And I heard a story that illustrates this idea of looking for the gift. Of course, it is not true. I'll just preface that. Two kids were put in rooms full of manure. And one child sat down, this child was probably me, and began to cry. My life is full of, you get the picture. And, <laughs> and um, it, it's in it, my life is ruined. It just stinks and so, and so on and so forth. Well, the other little child knocked on the door and said, can I get a shovel? They said, sure. What do you want a shovel for? I call it a girl. And she said, well, with this much manure, there's got to be a pony in here somewhere. And so that's an example of beginning to look for the gift. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. And sometimes looking for the gift is hard. It is. I I said it was in sandpaper. This does not feel good. We don't want to do it. At least I didn't. Yeah. To begin to look for that. I mean, there's so many things that we have regrets that we think I should be in a different place. I didn't think I would be here. And all of those kind of things, I like to say instead, nothing is wasted. Everything that's ever happened can be utilized if I begin to shift my perspective for looking for the gift. I'm not saying it's easy, and I'm not saying that things were right or handled. I mean, I don't know what you listening have been through. Um, We haven't talked yet, but beginning to look for that perspective shift changes a lot of things. Yeah. And that's hard to do with something. I mean, what happened to you was huge. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's one of the, I think one of the biggest things, the whole package of what happened that could ever happen to a woman or a girl, you know? Um, And so the fact that you can't, could get past it at all. I mean, that is a tribute to your strength. I just have to point that out there, right there, because I think it's important, you know? And, and I think, like you said, you know, there's a reason for everything. And so, is it horrible? Yes. But also, you know, when I look at some of the things that have happened to me, now I can help other people, Yeah. you know, and would I go back and let it happen? No, no, not even though I like helping other people, but if we, if we can reframe it right. And say it did happen though. And I'm going to choose to let this be a good thing for filling the blank. It's not that what I'm saying that happened to me was a good thing at all, but I am going to use it 
to grow and to become better and stronger. And I don't even usually say there's a reason for everything, but we can utilize things that happen to us and they end up working for our good. I know where my strength comes from. If I had been all the labels and words that were spoken, well, can you imagine? I'm I'm 15 with a baby. Yeah. Um, you know, all the things that were said that were not encouraging words and and people speaking when they don't even know how this occurred or anything. I mean, we were we grew up in the generation. It didn't matter why you were pregnant. If you were pregnant and you weren't married, it wasn't okay. Um, so there was a lot of that. Um, and learning how to, to begin to look for that. One of the ways is when we have those kind of things is to keep a bigger picture in mind. And even when we have hit our 50s, to remember that um I mean, have you ever thought I did? It's like, oh my God, half of my life is over or more than half, you know? And it's like, what have I got to look forward to? But on the other hand, I don't care if it's 10 years or 20 years or 30 years or 40, um, or you live to be a hundred, you know, it doesn't matter whatever it is. Let's do it to the fullest, which is why you're doing this podcast is I think, I think being 50 is fabulous too. (laughs) And why shouldn't we do it to the best? One of the biggest keys to letting go of baggage is also, none of these did I say are simple or are super easy, but this one is really misunderstood and it's forgiveness and compassion for others. Now, you know what happened to me and someone is now telling me to forgive. (laughs) Right. <laughs> so when I say this, I'm saying it from a place that I don't know what's happened to the to you that are listening here, but I'm not just saying I got a hangnail. You know, this is right that I that there was some deep level of forgiveness and forgiveness is so misunderstood. The things that I hear are things like uh why well, I, I don't shouldn't forgive. They're not even sorry. Or um, what's another one? Um, They'll probably, I mean, some situations, if I say I'm sorry, it means I have to trust them and they'll probably do it again. Um, And what do you mean forgive them? Is if that's saying that what they did is okay, it wasn't okay. It's all of those kind. And that's not what forgiveness is. Forgiveness sets me free. And learning how to realize that I am no longer going to let that have power over me by releasing, forgiving, letting go, whatever words resonate best. And when it is serious trauma, one of the things I've learned is forgiveness is like peeling an onion. You take off a layer and you cry. And maybe... That's all you can do right now. And then it seems to come up again. Something seems to bug you again. And we, I've heard women say, well, I, I forgave. Why is this coming up again? And the analogy uh, is we're going deeper. We're taking another layer of the onion off. You'll probably cry again, but we're going deeper healing. Because when it's severe trauma, it isn't overnight. 
It isn't a, I just said, I forgive and everything's all better. It's a process that I learned to embrace and walk through. It's a journey of wholeness. It's a journey of joy and looking for that in every circumstance. Well, and I appreciate that so much because I've had trauma more than I would like to talk mm-hmm. about. Um, and I, you know, I was talking about something and something had come up and I said, Ooh, but it still is upsetting. And the, and the person said, Oh, then you never actually forgave in the first place. Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 but I did. And yeah. I felt really peaceful about it. Right. But what you're saying makes so much sense because well, sometimes we- things will still hit me. From yes, far in the past, absolutely. That I thought I'd completely let go, but I like right. that onion analogy because yeah, it's a little different. It's a piece of the puzzle, and I think too. I, I've, maybe you found this. Maybe you can answer this. I don't have all the memory at the same time yeah. because I don't. I think we've been made like this because we can't handle it all with some of those huge yeah. things. Yes. So I will address what I can remember. Yes, but then I might get another piece of that. And and so I think that's so helpful. What you're saying is with that too. Yeah. I remember I, I uh, went back to the, the place and the encountered around the family and things that this had happened. And I woke up from a sleep. I was uh, sound asleep, woking up sobbing. And, and I am thinking at that point when this occurred, it had been 40 years (laughs) and I'm going, this has been 40 uh, years, you know, I'm just like, uh, and then I'm mad and then I'm, then I'm angry and then I'm judging myself. You should be over this. And I know better all the things. And, and so I, when I got back, to my home and I talked to, I called my coach and we worked through this and it was just, and I knew the onion story, but I'm still reacting as if this is not okay. And learning how to be able to allow yourself to be greater healing. And there is so much condemnation. I'm already feeling bad. And then now you haven't, well, you really didn't forgive. I've heard that too. It's a bunch of, I, I hate bull. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I call it as like, that's not true. And you have no right to judge my journey, first of all. Um, but learning to be able to realize that at the level I am, I forgive with my whole heart. And then I go along and in my words, God heals my heart some more. And then it, and then some point something, I, he thinks I'm ready to be more healed something happens. And if I embrace it as I'm learning and growing and getting stronger, it's so much easier than the place where I started to go. Judgment and condemnation and anger and resentment, all of those things don't help it to go smoother. And it's a big key to, it's why I created a coaching program for this because in you know, a half hour, 45 minutes on a podcast, you know, we can't touch everything everybody's facing. Right. But those are some tips. But, and that's really good. And we'll have links to where people can contact you in the show notes and on the website, because if you're listening and you're thinking, I am in this and I can't let go, I'm really struggling. Donna has got some great, great help for you. So we definitely have those links. 
so they can get to you. And the other one that I'll share today, and then we can see where this conversation heads is um, get support, get some kind of help. I don't know what your response was, but my, my response was, is I might've been in a room full of people, but I was all by myself because my walls were so thick Yeah, and we were present, but we're not present and we don't really share and we don't really talk, but we need, and when we're injured, we isolate somehow. Um, if you can't do it physically, you do it emotionally. And so learning how to get the right support. I'm not talking about our well-meaning friends who said you didn't really forgive because they generally, most of the time are well-meaning, but I'm get the, get, get a coach. I got my deepest healing and set free when I got a coach. Um, and a coach is different than a counselor, but we won't go into that today <laughs> as well. <laughs> So don't go it alone. Don't be a DIYer, <laughs> as I like. You know, I, I'm sure you've seen the things where people have tried to create something from Pinterest, and it looks nothing like the image that they saw on Pinterest. And that's the way our self help things are. We get books, we go watch a webinar, we do all of this, and then we try to take that information and figure out how to apply it. And there is a difference, a vast difference from knowledge. Because we are inundated with knowledge, tons of information everywhere, but wisdom, wisdom on how to apply it to your life is what is missing because we can't change, at, we can't grow and heal and move forward at the same level of thinking that we were. So getting a coach, getting support, whatever that looks like for you will be the difference between changing the way that you're thinking and applying wisdom so that it's pinpointed directly to what's going on in your life. Yeah. And then that's brilliant advice. That really is. And, and the Pinterest analogy, that's perfect because it's true. You know, you can read a book and there's some great books out there telling you how to feel better and how to let go and all that, but it's not the same. If, if you're really knee deep in it and you've got those walls up, it is not the same to read a book as it is to work with someone because I just did that last month. I did. And I literally changed my life. Yep. It changed my life. And I, I read the book that they, that they use, but it wasn't at all the same experience to read it <laughs> and then to go through it with someone who had been through similar things to me, yes. been, you know, had those walls up, was disconnected from other people, yep. you know, and, and I, in fact, I was just on a podcast right before we talked and we were, I was telling the story of how, you know, I used to live up on this hill in, in the country, like you do, you know, mm -hmm. And I had two girls and two boys and my life looked so perfect. And there was someone at church and they were so sad. And I said, oh my gosh, you know, once you come over, let's talk, we'll go out to coffee. And she looked at me and she said, um, I'm not going to talk to you. Your life is so perfect. You would have no idea what I'm going through. It makes me cry. Yes. Because I was so closed off. Yep. And I was so isolated emotionally. And yes. like, you know, and now I, I look back and I'm like, oh, I want to just want to find her and hold her hand. And, yes. You know? And so I think 
not just for us, do we need to get help, but yeah. for the people around us? Because yeah. I know when I helped myself, my kids even started feeling better. My relationship with my husband was better. So it affects if, everything. It does. So if you're teetering on the edge of, do I need to get help? Do I not need to get help? I think you try it. Yeah. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't, you know, but it, it does, it makes your whole life better. It does. And I've been there and had similar things. Um, and I found it's one of the reasons why I boldly lead with abbreviated story because um, that's the first thing people look at your life now and say, who are you to tell me kind of a thing. And when I start really getting meeting, meeting with women and I start really sharing and I'm like, this is how, this is how, how I felt. How do you feel? And when we get really vulnerable, that's when real connection is made anyway. And so being, but there is a level of healing that has to take place for us to be able to be safe, to feel like we can do that. But yes, um, it is, I've been there in similar situations and helping people. So, so what made you decide to do this? (laughs) It's kind of like, it's what I've always done. It isn't necessarily something that I decided to do. Everywhere I went, while I was raising my kids, working in nonprofit organizations, I would always find myself with women and they would say, I can't believe I'm telling you this, um, whatever it was. And, and um, the other thing that occurs almost every time I talk with women is we cry and we always apologize. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm crying. And I'm like, why do we say that? Why do we say we're sorry? Um, I have one of my coaches said the best analogy is when the heart is touched, the eyes leak. And I love that. Doesn't it make feeling like tears are okay? It's like, I don't have to apologize. So I have always, my daughter, youngest daughter said, mom, there was always women on the couch crying. (laughs) It's just one of her memories. You're always helping people. So anyway, about 10 years ago, I had one of those moments. It was, I was in my last part of my forties. It's like, what do I want to do? What do I want to do with my life? I was feeling lost. Anybody listening ever feel lost? Like they don't know where they're doing. Who am I? All of those feelings. And um, I, it's like, what am I good at? And how do I do that? And so it was one of those moments. And that's a longer story, but Vibrant Living was born out of that soul searching. And I, um, it, that's when I hired my first coach. I had had people speaking into my life, but I don't know about you, but the first time I hired a coach, I'm like, wow, <laughs> am I worth that much? <laughs> that kind of thing. It's like, not that they're not, but am I worth that kind of investment? And the transformation that occurred through that short process, it was a short period of time, really. And so Vibrant Living was born out of all of that. And I named it Vibrant Living International when I didn't know if anybody in my town would talk to me. (laughs) Now I've had a podcast for five years and I've got clients around the world. Um, Every week, I seem like I talk to somebody in another country. Um, what was it yesterday? 
Kyrgyzstan or Kakistan. I can't remember how to say it, but somewhere near Russia. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) So um, it's just vision and following it. How did it happen? One step at a time, just one step at a time. That's great. That is great. Yeah. See, I remember that when I growing up people, why am I telling you this? I never tell anyone that. Mm -hmm. Why am I telling you this? So, and then we end up with a podcast, right? So that people can tell their stories (laughs) because we like hearing their stories and we want to help them. You know, I want, that's what I want to do. I want to, I want to help people understand that, you know, just because you're 50 does not mean you're over. And when you eat a lot of women that I've, that I've talked to lately, just feel like they're, they're done. You know, what do I have left? And it's a whole start. I don't know. I'm starting over and I have yeah. so many great things and so many great things I want to do. And, and I want everyone to just jump on the bandwagon and get excited. And, and do I've done, I've done studies and more millionaires are made between 55 and 75 than the rest of all of the years. There is more um, success. There's more patents. There's more all kinds of creative things that happen after 50 uh, until whenever, you know, they don't limit it on the age. Um, It's a completely opposite of the way we are actually feeling. It's like, it's all over and it's not, it's really a beginning. Like you said, I mean, I don't, I'm not a numbers girl. I'm a heart girl. So my husband will always say how, how, you know, what was the cost? I'm like, I have to write down numbers. I don't remember numbers, but I remember faces and I remember stories. And, but the numbers were incredibly high. Do your research, Google that and see how many people, because it is, it's all in our perspective. Nothing in our life is wasted. And if we can utilize all of the wisdom that we ha- currently have to do whatever is in our passion, it's possible. It is totally possible. But I think one of the steps, though, that you need to do is feel your worth. Yeah. Because if you don't feel like you're worthwhile, then you're not going to be able to go do anything or help anybody else or whatever until you get over that, which is why we're talking, right? Because, <laughs> because people, you need to let go of all those voices. I think that's the thing, not schizophrenic voices. That's not what I'm yes. talking about, yes. but the voices from people in your past, and they may have been well-meaning, loving people. Um, I know I said some things to my uh, children who are adult children in the past that if I could go back, I wouldn't say them yes. because at the time I felt like I was helping them. Right. Because yep. I was raised to be like hard, like rock hard that's how you're supposed to be. Right. Yeah. And so I, I raised my kids like that, but then it comes to find out maybe that wasn't the best. In mm-hmm. fact, it wasn't at all the best. And I wish I hadn't have been rock hard for so long. Um, and so, you know, it's okay to find ways like talk to Donna or find your thing mm-hmm. so that you can let go of all those voices in your head that are telling you the lies you've been thinking your whole life, because all the things that tell you you're not worth it or right. all those I, they're not call, true. I call it stopping identity theft. And I'm not talking about your credit card. Um, all of the things that you're worthless, you're not made of it, you're not, you're not good at that. You're not good at that. And it might be something, I mean, think about how many people who've written a book and had it rejected or wrote a movie and had it rejected or sung a song and, you know, all of the, I'm, I'm a, fan of the voice and all those kind of, and how many times those people were rejected and told you're not, you can't sing. What are you talking about? 
And they didn't let it stop them. And one of my favorite definitions of rejection, it's just somebody's opinion. It doesn't make it true. Think about how many different kinds of music there is. And someone may like rock and roll and someone might like country. And the other one's telling the other one that they're stupid. (laughs) Right. And all it is is a matter of opinion. The same thing with hairstyles and clothing and the way we do things and the way we put dishes in the dishwasher or whatever it is. It's just somebody's opinion on how it should be done. It doesn't make it truth. And so when we have let somebody's opinion become our truth, who we really are seems to die. Well, that's just a gold nugget right there. That is. So if you're listening, I need you to to rewind that, listen (laughs) to that one more time because it's true. Absolutely. So important. And I think, you know, because we're at the age we are, we've heard those voices for so long. Yeah. It can be really hard to let them go. But you are not those negative things that you've been told. You're not. And and if there are some parts of it that you feel are truth, you can let you you have time to let that go. Yeah. You know, let it let it go and become the person that you want to be because you've got decades. Yeah. You know, I mean. My doctors told me I wouldn't be here in 2018 more than a year, and it's 2023, and I'm still here. So no matter what you think or what you're dealing with, you just can't live. You can't give up. Because yeah. what if I had given up? Yeah. You know. So, um, so that is awesome. Well, thank you so much, Donna. I think you have given us some amazing words of wisdom, and I am so glad that you've joined me today. Thank you so much. One of my favorite declarations addresses what you just said is when we feel like that maybe we did make too many mistakes in our life. And it is, my past does not determine my future. And our past could be five minutes ago. And when I begin to say that my past does not determine my future, I can create a different future than that. It is a one of my favorites. Still, I still use it today to be able to encourage myself that I can be more, that I can do more, that I can be me and discover who that is. It's a really fun journey to discover. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So I just wanted to close with that. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. And thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate your time. My pleasure. Wow. That was incredible, wasn't it? And I just want to check in with you and see, how are you doing? I would love to hear from you. You can message me, Jen Hardy, Jen at jenhardy.net slash contact. Also, I am putting together a brand new thing that is a daily video email. It's going to be an encouraging email that goes out every single day for women over 50. Now, Some women over 50 don't have a lot of people in their lives talking to them. Maybe they're older and they're feeling really lonely. Or maybe since the last few years, you've just struggled a little bit because I know I was really struggling for a while. And I've found some people to surround myself with that have really helped me elevate things 
and make it a lot better. So I am now going to turn around and gift that to a bunch of other people because I think it's so important that every day you know that somebody cares, somebody's checking in. And that's why the video, because I feel like, you know, we get all these emails every day that come into our inbox, but I want to be there with you, encouraging you, lifting you up. And then you can always respond to the email back to me as well. So go to jenhardy.net and you will see it and it's going to be amazing. So join me on this new incredible journey. Make sure you tune in again next week. Stay tuned and stay fabulous.